everyone. Welcome to Central American Voices Podcast. I'm your host, Alejandra Quiroz. Gracias por sintonizarnos una vez más. Today we are with Bianca Alba. She's a proud first-generation Latina from Cochabamba, Bolivia. She's currently resides in San Juan, Puerto Rico, and works as a public health analyst for HERSA. She is the voice and creator behind the podcast title, This Latina Travels. Hi, Bianca. Thank you so much for accepting coming here. It's honestly a pleasure to have you here on the show. Hola, Alejandra. It's a pleasure for me to be on here. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm so excited, too. Um, so one of the things that we all, I always ask here um, starting the podcast is a little bit about your experience growing up. I know you are from Cochabamba, Bolivia. So tell me a little bit about your experience growing up and everything. Sure. So like you said, I am from Cochabamba, Bolivia. So uh, the heart of South America. I was born there in 1989 and my parents immigrated to this country with myself when I was six months. So I came to this country and um, we stayed in the DC, Maryland, Virginia area, which is also known as the DMV. And ever since I was a, a little kid, like that's where I grew up. That was where home was for me. But Spanish was my first language. Like my parents, you know, were full-blown immigrants who didn't know English, who didn't know the culture, who didn't know anything. So it was when I went to kindergarten is when I learned English. And let me tell you, like, the first year, at least from what I remember, kindergarten, it was just not good memories. Like I remember, yeah, I was always bullied, that kids were mean. Um, but what I will say is that it was just so great or not great. It was so, um, what's the word? It's it was just so surprising how like fast I learned English. I think it's so beautiful how as kids really like they absorb everything. And so I learned English in like in less than a year. And so I grew up in Fairfax, Virginia, which is one of the most prestigious counties in the United States. But even though it was prestigious, I came from humble beginnings. <laughs> so we didn't have the money that everyone else had around me. So when I think of like middle school and high school, it was more so of a place where I was trying to fit into something that was never meant for me, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Um, unpacking that more and more as I'm getting older, as I'm reading different books, as I'm discovering other podcasters that look like me who had similar stories. But now I understand like how this system really wasn't set up for first generation immigrant Latinas like myself, like I was told by like my counselors that I should not take AP classes, that college was just going to be a dream, you know? And so for me, like I was just like set up already with this failure nonsense, but I, you know, thankfully had a really strong um, mother. Um, she is a single mom of four and she always found a way. If I will tell you one thing, living in a prestigious county, there's opportunities for people like us. So we, my mom got us involved in everything that, that she can think of. And so through that discipline, I really, you know, developed not only like getting good grades, uh, but learning how to like get my own money, like started working at a young age. And so I was grateful to get a full ride scholarship with a college bond program called early identification program. And so I went to George Mason um, University in Virginia on a full ride. And that's really where my, I guess, life really changed. So yeah, that's, mm -hmm. a, that's a little bit about me. <laughs> 
That's so great. And it's true, you know, like I, you know, you said your mom is a single mom, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. It's there. There's something about single moms that it always like push you to do better, like push you. It's like it is a nonstop like push, push because they know how hard it is, especially as an immigrant. You know, you come here, you don't understand the system. You don't understand how to get um, opportunities. And they're always the ones like, hey, mira esta aquí. And me like, hey, hey yeah. go ask over there. Go ask these questions. And, you know, at the, mm-hmm. it probably at the itch, because I did have like some instances the same that I felt sometimes I'm like, oh, my God, like, I just want to be home after school. I don't want to be doing all this. But then I look back and then I realize how much it helped me and how much you know mm-hmm. those those opportunities or those little instances that like our moms like took us is what like you know kind of like helped us go us through everything today. exactly yeah. exactly yeah. exactly so you grew up in the dmv area right yes correct in the dmv okay. <laughs> I know, it's so weird because every time I say that, if you're if you don't not familiar with it, they think it's like the place where you get your license and stuff. I'm like, no, it's it's actually called the DMV area. <laughs> yeah, I I am I'm already familiar because the first time I had a guest here and it was uh-huh. the DMV, I was like, what is the DMV? Is isn't the license place? Mm-hmm. so no, every time not. yeah so, yeah but it's always like good memory for me the first time I had a guest from the DMV it was very funny because I was like before recording I was like okay yes, <laughs> Juanita and, yes, yes. Um, no, that's why I always say too like DC Maryland Virginia before I preface it using the acronyms <laughs> yeah um, so um you share a little bit about your story and one of the things that um kind of you shared with me is that because of your how you love to travel since little kid, right? Um, so mm-hmm. how do you started falling in love with traveling? Sure. So yeah, like you mentioned, I really did love traveling. I think every kid, right, loves the idea <laughs> of going to a new place, right? Like mm-hmm. my dream was legit to go to Disney World. Like my my dream was to go to beaches. My dream was to do all this stuff like, that you would see on TV, right? But I knew that our, my mom didn't have the money for that. Like that was just luxury. So it wasn't until and if and if we did travel, it was to see family. And I think mm-hmm. that's a huge thing, right, within the Latino culture, no matter what country you're from, is that if you travel, it's to go see your familia. And I yeah. mean, our big first trip when I was 13 was to go back to Bolivia. Like, and mind you, my mom hadn't gone in almost 13 years since she immigrated to the country. So that trip of itself was emotional, dramatic, traumatic, like, you know, everything in the name. So it wasn't really a vacation per se, like compared mm-hmm. to what but the social norm now is vacation, right? But I would really say that like my love, love for travel, the beginning earlier pre-chapters was college, right? So I mm-hmm. went to um, a predominantly uh, diverse institution. George Mason's very diverse. And so I joined a Latina sorority. And within my sorority, I we would road trip, road trip up and down mm-hmm. the East Coast. And so I never, you know, 
you know, I wasn't allowed to go out. I'm the oldest too of four girls. Mm -hmm. So I couldn't even go out to La Esquina to grab the mail without my mom like watching me. And again, I know that's her way of protection now. And the more I also am in therapy, I realize she's like, she was a kid having a kid. (laughs) So she did all these things that I now realize as an adult, wow, like, okay, that's why she did that. It wasn't because when I was a teenage self, oh, she's ruining my life. Me está arruinando la vida, you know? Mm -hmm. No, she was just, she was just learning just like you. Um, but anyway, so when I went to college and started traveling within my sorority, I just saw like, you know, just how amazing that was, how good that felt, just visiting a new town, going to get food at a different state. Um, but then it really hit hard when I had to, um, move across. Well, when I decided to move across the country after I got my master's in public health, (laughs) I, got out of a serious relationship. So I was really, really heartbroken. I was probably at the lowest of the lows because when you just, when you graduate with, you know, with a degree, but not only just a regular, I had a master's degree and I could barely find a job. Like it it puts a lot of pressure on you. Um, Mm -hmm. But I was able to accept this uh, fellowship program with CDC, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. So my background's in public health. And when I decided to take this fellowship, it was all the way in New Mexico. So again, girl, city girl from DC, Virginia, packed up a whole Penske truck. He- <laughs> Sin dinero, porque era todo una tarjeta de crédito. I packed everything up. I said my mom, goodbye, I'm leaving the DMV. I literally drove a Penske truck with my car attached to Santa Fe, New Mexico. And in that time of trying to find myself, trying to, you know, identify what self-love really was, mind you, I was heartbroken. (laughs) And so I, and I didn't know anybody. I had to like put myself out there. So I started going to um, different national parks. I started doing like weekend trips and I was just like, wow, this is really cool. And like very fulfilling as well. And I would do a lot of hikes by myself. So it was a whole other world. And then from there, that's when I started traveling to different countries with either certain people or by myself. And then cuando me moví a Puerto Rico, Puerto Rico, like that's where like everything changed and it just sparked from there. (laughs) And once you stop, (laughs) once you start, you don't want to (laughs) stop. You can stop. You can stop. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes. Okay. That is so cool. You know, I feel like if I can like relate with you, I am in the phase where you're traveling to, I am in your phase where I'm traveling to the national park. (laughs) Yes, <laughs> that's like, where I am right now. Um, yes, I would I would totally do that if I was close to or if I was in California. Yosemite is on my top list. I want to go oh. to cabin there for the weekend. If Yosemite, I'll come. I'll come up. <laughs> okay, okay. I Yosemite. I fell in love the first time I went. I am actually in the training of for doing the half dome. So this is putting it out there. <laughs> so yes. I, um, yeah. So I started traveling um, when I was very little over there in Honduras. I visited Nicaragua a couple of times, uh, in Salvador too. And then I, then I moved here and that's when, you know, I kind of like hit hard, right. Uh, when I couldn't, travel anymore i couldn't visit my country i cannot go outside of this country just because of my status and i felt like damn like you know i cannot do stuff like i actually love right and this is something that i kind of wanted when when i was planning this episode that's what i was because i felt like 
when when we are in situation like you said like we don't see much of people like us traveling right it's always questioned like you know it's always like oh uh, like why are you doing that like you cannot do it alone wow instead of why don't you do other stuff you know what i mean like it's always questioned and it was on <laughs> uh, my what's it called when i graduated from college right my aunt surprised me with a trip right mm-hmm. she was like okay. oh like do you want to go to Hawaii on Friday? And I was like, it was a Tuesday, yeah. by the way. I was wow. like, oh, hey, yeah. I was like, yes. And in my head, I was like, well, I don't know if I'm going to go back. <laughs> that is a valid question. <laughs> I was like, I don't know if I'm going to come back. But I mean, if I, you know, kind of like I just effed it and I went. And it was one of the yes. most amazing trips yeah. I ever had because it was so like, it was so out of nowhere. Right. And then after that, my fear. Yes. Yes. And after that, my fear of traveling as undocumented, just like I don't have any more fear. Of course, there's a fear there, but it's like, how can I say it's like the fear of like, you know, I feel like I it's a probably if you can relate to a fear like oh you don't know if you travel to the country that you have never been before that was my fear mm-hmm. of like oh my god like i don't know what's gonna happen but once i, I already have done like three times <laughs> and i'm just like i know i'm safe and but it's because a lot of things and our kind of like media and culture makes us fear stuff like that mm-hmm. and i'm not saying out there like go and do it you mm-hmm. need to be very careful still but you know so when traveling is something that about traveling, what is like some things that for you that you're always like, okay, I always, before I travel, these are my safety things. Like what is something you do before you travel? Yes. Well, I think first off, thank you so much for sharing all that with me. Cause you know, it, that, I mean, one, that's not, you know, something you just mm-hmm. go about and tell everybody, but you, you said so many things that I was like, Ooh, like, for example, like, like in nuestra cultura latina just itself like right the myths of mm-hmm. of, of you know or the of um traveling by yourself or especially as a latina woman so to answer your question like my first thing is always safety like no matter mm-hmm. what so, like especially as women like we need to have our our guard up or our walls with other with everything with our surroundings to be honest no matter where you go um and this isn't just international travel this is just in life in general right but what i tell people is always like safety is number one so when i decide i want to go to a country or or a different state or somewhere my first thing is like trying to see if somebody that I know or somebody that I know of has gone to that place before so I can ask him or her like questions I think recommendations is a huge Mm -hmm. advantage that we have especially now in 2022 when everything is literally in the palm of our hands like our Mm -hmm. phone has so many apps that we can look up I mean Google hello is like the best resource ever Instagram if you look up hashtags Mm -hmm. of a specific location or country or place that you want to go to you'd be very surprised how much information is out there in the internet um so Mm -hmm. of course that requires research so um you know doing your research before you go depending on the the country or the how far or the location that you're going to you need to also have a budget you know i tell people like you can't just plan on going somewhere i mean unless you're like um you know 
a millionaire <laughs> or unless you really don't, you know, you just want to swipe, swipe, swipe. Uh, and trust me, like, you know, there's mm-hmm. trips that you can splurge on. Don't get me wrong, but yeah. I think you have to be smart about it too. Like a, a prime example, like to get to Thailand, it's pretty expensive to get to Thailand because it's so far from the United States. But once you get to Thailand, it's relatively affordable compared to a lot of countries, just like a lot of our countries in South and Central America, right? Like sometimes the most expensive thing is is getting there. But then when you get to our countries, you realize like, whoa. And then you see like, that's why there's so many people from Europe, from the United States that don't look like me because they can afford this, <laughs> you know? Um, so I always tell people that too. So after budgeting, Um, Then my next tip would be making sure that you, you know, you don't have everything lined up to the T. Like, I think that was something that I have learned throughout my travel experience. Like you mentioned, being spontaneous, like, look, you got a spontaneous Mm -hmm. trip to Hawaii. You didn't plan almost anything. You know, you you had a couple Mm -hmm. days to, you know, to get that ball rolling. Some of my best trips have been last minute. Some of my best trips have been going to a location after knowing my safety, like nets and and certain Mm. certain things. Like other than that, like I'll just go and go with the flow. And that's a a huge thing also when it comes to traveling by yourself, because Mm -hmm. you don't have to be on anyone's agenda. Like it's on you. So if you travel by yourself, that's an advantage that I tell everybody. I'm a morning person. So I love to... (laughs) despertarme a las cinco de la mañana y get ready mi cafecito and time when the sunrise is coming my my tripod and take my pretty picture or videos but there's people my my biological sister she's the total opposite like she hates me when I wake her up before like seven in the morning so again it's knowing like who you travel Mm -hmm. with and and also taking that advantage of going on a trip by yourself yeah yeah and i think it's very nice how you said first off um you know are, are the tips of like safety because as a woman you, you always have to be in high alert doesn't matter mm-hmm. even getting out of your house right because you don't know what's going on and and you know especially when you go travel internationally um there's a lot of um i'm not saying that sometimes people tend to say like oh it's very dangerous and i'm not saying that it's not but you just need to take in consideration those dangers but but at the same time, don't let it stop you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I say that because, you know, a lot of um, the Central American, like Mexico and those type of situation, of course, you're not going to go like, no te vas a meter a una colonia that you don't know. You know what I mean? You know, you're not going to go in the middle of it and meterse in a colonia. You just, oh, let me go travel. Mm-hmm. No, you, you need to know, mm-hmm. you know. Um, yes. But of course, oh. always be safe. Huh? Yes. Yes, no, I was gonna say, or don't go out in the middle of the night. Like, I always am yes. so surprised to, aquí in Puerto Rico, there's, you know, different barrios that aren't good at night. And mm-hmm. I don't understand why tourists think it's okay to go at midnight. I don't care if you're 6'2, I don't care if you're a group of five women. Like, that's not your place. Like, you don't know, exactly. like, what can happen. Um, so, mm-hmm. again, just being smart and just knowing your surroundings. Yeah. And then I was going to ask you, do you make like, um, like a planning guide before going? Cause I am the type of person that I like, okay, like, 
for example, this past uh, trip that I did with my boyfriend all the way to Oregon, I made the whole timeline just because we, I knew we were going to be traveling. We we drove from L.A. all the way to Oregon. So that was like 14 hours. So for me, it was like, I know I, I didn't want to have it to the T, but then if I wanted to hit certain places within the week, I knew I needed to have a timeline. Do you create a timeline for your trip mm-hmm. or did you just like... <laughs> yes so do I either wing it or do I make an itinerary right so yeah it, it honestly depends right like you said you're on a time schedule if you're traveling also so far like you want to know have an idea of what you're doing one mm-hmm. not only because I'm a planner too and I like lists I like to know things ahead of time but two also like sometimes some things require pre-booking like there's yeah. a lot of like locations and or restaurants also require reservations or excursions that you might want to do depending on the time you go if it's a holiday weekend forget mm-hmm. it if you don't get that like you know a couple weeks back uh, or a couple months back then you know you shouldn't eat, travel to that place thinking that you can mm-hmm. just get to the door like no you have to you have to plan to an extent that's what I always tell people again there's different you know motives to travel to so like last year when I was switching jobs I did a solo trip to the Virgin Islands I legit had nothing on the itinerary the only thing I had was I took myself on a date and I put myself um on a boat cruise. Um, And so that's the only thing I like prepaid for. And of course, like my Airbnb and my car rental, but everything else, I was like, you know what, I'll look it up while I, you know, while I get there, or like, I'll have an idea of things I want to do. But it wasn't anything like set in stone. So like Mm -hmm. I said, like, sometimes it's, it's the type of trip that you want to do. Like if you just want to relax and go with the flow, then just have some ideas, have something, you know, maybe not in writing, but depending on what kind of like travel you are, but also there's nothing wrong with having every, you know, a, a full blown itinerary. I mean, mm-hmm. I think Bianca five years ago or seven years ago would totally have like everything written to the T like time of departure, you know, what time we're landing. Ta- is that you? <laughs> <laughs> Taxi. Um, this is how much time we have to go eat. This is what we're doing. This is, I don't even know if I had bathroom or showers, maybe getting ready, but you know, and again, like I learned too, that sometimes the the best, like, you know, things are unexpected. And, and if you do have that itinerary or you are like that to the T, just also have wiggle room and be okay that one day it may not go as planned because you don't also want to be like, so like, invested in this one plan that you had for the day and then let's say it pours rain right and you can't do the activities or the stuff that you had so have like backup ideas too yeah (laughs) i i am you know it's it's hairy because i am the person who will tell you okay we have to leave by this time because Mm -hmm. we need to be at the gas station at this time because we need to make (laughs) it by this time and i say that because okay um at this moment everybody is aware that gas prices are high and me and my boyfriend mostly just you know put a gas on Costco so if we're doing it overnight we know that we had to hit it Costco before 9 30 because if not we're not gonna get Costco gas you know awesome. so that, that was things uh but I do give like a wiggle time because um the we are not what's it called we're not in control of nature of nature we're not in control like something that surprised me on this past uh trip was like there was a lot of rain and I'm not used to, you know, since I left Honduras, I'm not used to that much rain. I was yeah. like, 
you know, we had it. And also you need to, I feel like people who planning a trip, you need to know what type of person you are, right? Like either, you know, you book an Airbnb or you want an all-inclusive hotel or you want just a hotel or like personally, my preference is camping, right? So like what is best for you? Do, oh, wow. like, okay. Yeah. So for, for me, I usually like, if we go in like in a trip, it's like, okay, we camp either one, two, night three max and then at the, if i'm getting four night it's like the four night i need to have a hotel or something to shower right because mm-hmm. showers are not very available in campsite if they are nice but there's things that you have to book you know like you said um the airbnb i have to book it there a spot or like it's the spot is uh I, we carry like a, a car tent so it's like okay mm-hmm. is the is the is, is it available for a drive up i don't have to be carrying my stuff like there's a whole things that i feel like when planning a trip needs to be of course based on your needs and also mm-hmm. based on the type of person you are like you know because i know mm-hmm. when i tell my friends hey let's go on a trip right and they're like okay what hotel you're getting and i'm like okay we're, we're staying in the in the campsite for like two nights and then we're getting an airbnb and they're like oh no hotel and it's like well you know it, it's when you kind of bump ideas because it's like, okay, you're not that type of person. It's not saying that you shouldn't go with them, but it's like coming to just like, okay, let's just get an Airbnb rather, right? Or go glamping. I think that's a new thing. <laughs> yes, I know. And you said something that's so important. Like, you know, you learn who you can travel with and who you cannot travel with. And that's okay. Like there's, and there's certain tra- um, types of travel with certain people versus with other people. I have friends that, strictly will just stay at five-star hotels and that's it mind you i'm 30 plus now so we have friends that make really good money i have yeah. other friends that are like that are still you know are you know have other you know expenses and they prefer to save and stay at airbnbs when i first started traveling in my early 20s i stayed at hostels like when i stayed in hostels in italy in spain and thailand there is no shame in hostels like even till this day like if i travel like by myself like unless i'm like really really being bougie like i look at the hostels and i look at like what the reviews are because the hostels also as a solo traveler like gives you a push to meet other people who are just like you um believe it or not again you know safety first like definitely do reviews all the hostels that i've stayed at usually someone has recommended it to me or they have like five stars to superior ratings i usually stay in an all girls room um there's also mixed rooms but if i if i do stay in a mixed room it's usually because i go with like two or three of my other girls but this was Mm -hmm. again years ago i don't i'm not gonna lie i haven't stayed in a hostel in forever but again i'm in a different you know time of my life now like where Mm -hmm. I, i you know i would love to do like a camping or glamping thing but that's not something here that's really done in puerto rico but yeah, if I told people I want to go camping, they would look at me like, bye, <laughs> me and bugs. No, but you know, I grew up being a Girl Scout. I like the nature. I told you I lived in New Mexico for like two years. So I got my, my door explorer door on. That's what I, that's what I call it. Um, <laughs> sometimes I mean, being out in the nature is like one of the most beautiful things. So yeah. I can, I, I understand where, where you're coming from, but it's key to definitely identify like, you know, certain trips like are meant for with certain people and then sometimes like you learn also i've learned that to travel with 
certain people I would never do it again, but it was a good learning experience. <laughs> yes, 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 definitely. And you know, it's um it's true of like and also when you travel with other people, you need to be considerate of other people's budget, right? Because it's like, mm-hmm. you know, oh you're mm-hmm. not gonna okay, let's budget this, this and that, and then there's at the end of the day they're like, Oh well, I can I afford that? And or like you're like, Well, I cannot afford that. You know, it's like it, it you when you travel with others, you need to have a consideration of very communication. I feel like that's yeah. key when you with other people and also personally again i'm just a timeline very organized person i mm-hmm. like to have at least a plan because mm-hmm. i have trouble with like people that they don't have no plan and i'm there frustrating or like it's 6 a.m where are we going and they're like oh no we don't have no plan and i'm like i'm wasting a whole day wait mm-hmm. i want to go see that sunrise mm-hmm. <laughs> you know Yes. Yeah. So that's what that's and that's why it's all important. Like you said, communication is key. It's all about, you know, asking is a group of the personas, okay, are you down to spend this amount? Like this is the amount, you know, that we would split. This is what, you know, we're planning to do during this trip. Like, are you okay financially? Um, because there's plenty of trips that I've also organized and then last minute people decide not to go. And that's mm-hmm. okay. I mean, but you just, you realize like, you know, also that it's not for everybody, but that's mm-hmm. why for me, it's like the most expensive thing to me is time. Like you cannot buy time, like a mm-hmm. trip, but you, like, yes, you can save up for it. And that's why I, I'm a big, like, hey, have a, a sinking fund for travel. So in your paycheck, every single time, put a couple, you know, $100 or 50 or a couple dollars, even if you're just starting yeah. into your travel pot, and then yeah. use that for your next trip. Um, mm-hmm. But you can't buy time. So for me, it's like, I'm going to go to these places, whether I like it or not. But <laughs> again, I'm not going to go broke, but I'm going to be smart about it. <laughs> Hey, I know we don't like ads, but before we continue with the episode, I wanted to tell you that if you like our content, it would mean a lot if you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or follow us on Spotify. Also, don't forget to follow us on the rest of our social media platform. And now let's continue with the episode. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, after tra- talking about this tip, which is so good, um, I'm learning. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm going to try not to be so manipulative on my timeline. <laughs> Um, but um so how did the idea of this latina travels like came up like how did the idea of like actually opening a podcast came up yeah so i feel like i've always loved to document everything whether it's in a journal whether it's taking pictures or videos like whether like you know I know now Instagram, TikTok, TikTok, all these mm-hmm. social media platforms are huge. But before, you know, it wasn't that big, but I used to always still take pictures and stuff. So I knew it, like, I love documenting things. And so I was like, well, I have to put this out somewhere. Like, I don't know how, but I'm going to do it one day eventually. So like I mentioned earlier, I work in public health. And so mm-hmm. I worked for um, CDC for about four years. And in 2020, when the pandemic hit, I was still working with CDC. And as you can imagine, my life completely changed. I was eat, breathe, sleep COVID, like, cause I worked with CDC. So like I legit Mm -hmm. was getting deployed um, left and right. So when you work for the government, you have the opportunity to work in different locations where they need you. And since Mm -hmm. I'm fluent in Spanish, um, you know, personas que hablan español and 
CDC only has 4% Latinos. And let's not even talk about how much um, of that percentage is really Latino or really fluent in Spanish. So I was always everywhere. So my journey from deployment started like in February of 2020 to literally the end of the year. I was in, I was anywhere from New York to Maryland to Ponce, Puerto Rico, which is the southern part of the island. So it was a lot, like not only like I was tired, like, but I was like mentally drained. And of course I wasn't traveling for fun. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like my last trip was in 2019 to Australia. And so mind you, I went to a, you know, a whole different continent, a huge trip. I had a blast. I, you know, I still like am in awe about that trip. And then I come back and the pandemic hits. So I was Uh. like, man, like I am not going anywhere, but I was kind of in a funk to tell you the truth. Alejandra, like I was like, I don't, I just wasn't happy. I was getting really mad at everything. I could just tell like my mood was changing because of just, you know, the amount of work that I was doing. And so Mm -hmm. I was like, you know what? I also started listening to more podcasts. I think literally that's, if one good thing came out of the pandemic, I think podcasts really blew up. And so Mm -hmm. I was like, you know what? I'm going to do a podcast. This is how I'm going to, you know, document my stories and share it with the world. Uh, Because one, there's not that many Latina podcasts, um, podcasts out there. Two, there's less of amount of like Latina podcasts that are traveling. So I was like, you know what? This is going to be a perfect, you know, not only an outlet for me, but mm-hmm. it's going to hopefully encourage other women who look like me to travel. And so that's honestly why I started it. Like I was like, I wanted to document where I've been because one, I have really bad memory. So, you know, in, in Cien Años when I'm, you know, viejita, viejita, and I can't remember, I'm going to listen to myself. <laughs> but but too, honestly, like I said, to really encourage women because, you know, I, I come from yeah. humble beginnings. I didn't have vacations growing up. And if I can now travel, like, why can't you, you know? And that's basically my motivation behind like my travel and sharing my story. Mm-hmm, definitely. Yes. And then I remember like when, when Bianca like reached out to me and I was like, girl, I wish I could do an like, episode and travel with you. Yes. <laughs> I was like, oh, I, I'm planning it. I'll, we'll talk about it later. Okay. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, but, um, one thing that I noticed in your in your page is that you traveled to Panama and Costa Rica, and I just want to know what was your experience, how was like what places did you visit, and everything from your perspective. Okay, sure. So when I went to Panama and Costa Rica, it was a couple years ago. I had just moved to Puerto Rico, and my girls uh, um, wanted to do like a girls trip from here from Puerto Rico, and so they actually did it through a um, like a travel agency. This was the Mm -hmm. first time I ever had done that and my last. (laughs) Now, I don't have anything against travel agencies or even like, you know, who knows? Like, I may even think I'm going to start building itineraries, right? You never know. But, uh, But to me, like, remember, like, I was like a planner too, but I also was like go with the flow kind of traveler. And I just felt like going through this travel agency, I was on their time. I wasn't on my time. And so although everything was nicely planned for us, um, we had options also too. It was like you either do A or B um, and everything was just pretty structured. I had no complaints about the travel agency or like the way it went about, but it was just really like 
this is it. Like, or this is, it's on my time. Let's go. Um, pero cuando fui a Panama, we did like, you know, the touristy things. I went to the Panama Canal and even just like reflecting my time there, right? I was just like, wow. I, I was like this, I can't believe like the history behind this. <laughs> like, you, like sometimes we don't <laughs> even like, we learn about it, but we just like brief. It's like a, a skim that we learn. We don't really mm-hmm. learn about like the in-depth that happens. Um, and then I remember in Costa Rica, we would, we did like the volcanoes. Um, but it was just such a, a trip that happened so fast. I'm not going to lie to you that I feel like it was not a blur, but like, I, I don't remember like so many specific, specific things. And I think Mm -hmm. a mixture of it was because I was like on a structural timeline or on someone else's timeline. Um, but I will say I did go to Costa Rica again, this past uh, March for a wedding and went to Guanacaste. Yeah. Which is like Mm -hmm. another side of the, um, you know, Costa Rica, like I had the, when I went there, we went to the capital. And so we stayed there and we did the Volcan Altresanal, I believe it's called. Um, so we did that. I did that the first time, but this time around I was in Guanacaste, which is like the coastal side and a complete different area. Also very expensive. Like I didn't realize how expensive Costa Rica is, but where mm-hmm. we stayed at, we stayed at a, um, at like a surfers, like airbnb i guess kind of style um and literally everyone that was there was from europe and so it just again like it kind of made me with light bulb in my head or kind of like this is why i'm doing my podcast like this is why i'm also like (laughs) talking about travel all the time because literal no one looked like me that i was i was Mm -hmm. literally the only brown well and my sister (laughs) like me and her were like the only brown women there and i was just like how is this like what this is Costa Rica like you know what and and I'll never forget like we did um the the huge waterfall oh my god I can't remember what its name what the name is right now we we booked an excursion through Airbnb and I remember our tour guide picking up and she's like oh my god gracias a Dios que hablan español que son latinas like I was just dying it was like seven in the morning and I she was like ay porque no quería hablar inglés hoy and I was just geeking like she was and she was young she was in her early 20s like she's such a sweetheart I, I follow her still on Instagram but her expression of just of just like ay Gracias a Dios que no necesito hablar inglés hoy. And I was just like, oh. I was like, well, what if I want you to speak English to me? And she was just like geeking because she knew that we, you know, we spoke Spanish. <laughs> so that so definitely, that made, that, made, that, made me, that made me reminisce. I, I really, so yeah. So that's been my experience with Panama and Costa Rica. I have to go back to both of them. There's so much more that I need to explore but i have nothing but good things to say about both countries <laughs> i've also yeah. been to salvador too i don't oh, know if really you know that, but yeah mm-hmm. i didn't know so, that how was your experience there so my El salvador trip was amazing so i actually was um in grad school and i was very involved with my my graduate program and they have something called alternative break for like spring break um a lot of universities have have opportunities for you know students to go and so since i was so involved in my graduate program and i spoke spanish and i knew the director she was like hey apply to be like the coordinator for like the trip and they'll and our office will pay for everything and i was like what and so i was like okay so i applied and i did also like i looked up what the you know what it consisted of and it really attracted me like i was so interested in it because it we went to san salvador and we learned mm-hmm. about the history right the history of why you know so many people immigrated to the states because of the guerra we like went to like 
the the university to the 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 main like you know locations of of like the people who were the the who were doing the movements for for this and so it was just a an eye-opening experience for me but it was me with like seven girls and mind you the girls were like a year or two year younger than me I was like the quote-unquote supervisor but I didn't feel like a supervisor <laughs> like I legit was with them aprendiendo, and we got immersed to the culture and they had everything planned for us too like we had a good um, place to stay we had a driver and even on the last day we stayed at one of the resorts like again it's things that are so underestimated about countries in Latin America and also specifically we're talking right now Central America that there's so much beauty behind all of our biases but unfortunately it's sometimes overshined by like the negativity of gang life of poverty of the unknown but I'm just like no mi gente it's so beautiful like I can't wait to go back to El Salvador I have been dying to go to Nicaragua to Guatemala to Belize like I'm just Mm -hmm. like I just you know I just want to go but you know of course with my job and other things I can't specifically go but it's on my list like all those beautiful countries are on my list (laughs) Yeah, and the, you know it's 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 very true what you were saying right now that we were talking about Costa Rica, and it's so nice to hear you, you know talk about your experience in Panama, Costa Rica, and El Salvador. Is that like you said in Costa Rica there was like in this village or you know uh, it was no people like that looked like us, right? Yeah. And then mm-hmm. I always tend to say people like I just hate how like people don't understand how important media is and how this media portrays this huge like um what's it called what is the word this huge like misconception of what the countries Mm -hmm. are right because like when you when we talk about el salvador honduras nicaragua we talk about from a point of danger right oh my god there's Mm -hmm. so many migrants coming because of this and that and then, but we forget to talk about the beauty, like how, how beautiful El Salvador is, how beautiful Belize is, how beautiful Honduras, Nicaragua. Every country is beautiful and has their beauty there. And there's always something nice to go visit because one of my, well, like, I always remember all the trips I did to Nicaragua. Like, I had those trips, I, it, it, they're wow. with me, you know, I was like five, mm-hmm. six, seven years old. And I was like visiting Masaya, like Managua. Like I remember the food, wow. like the food, like everything. And I never felt like unsafe. And of course, like we talked before, like, of course, there's a certain thing that you have to take in consideration. But for me, that like, like I said, I wouldn't go like, you know, in, colonias or places that i know i shouldn't be but uh, i try to when traveling go to tourist places but also like nature just because that's who mm-hmm. i am but then like you know when we when we travel to places um or like in central america i always try to say people when they tell me oh like i want to go to costa rica and there's nothing bad for me telling costa rica i always ask them why I always ask them why, because people sometimes tell me that they want to go to Costa Rica just because it's the safest place Mm. in in Central America. And I'm like, well, you know, yes, it comes with safe if you come in comparison of safety. Right. But I was like, but but then why not the other countries? So it's like I tend to understand that people sometimes talk about traveling to Central America in a very like, oh, like the other ones are more dangerous. But then in Costa Rica, there's actually dangerous. And I'm not saying don't visit Costa Rica because Costa Rica is beautiful. It's just that the media have portrayed the rest of the countries that are unsafe 
and more dangerous than Costa Rica. And now Costa Rica is having this, you know, whole people traveling and a lot of people moving over there to 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 live. And now yep. the prices, like you said, is so expensive, and people yep. over there are not able to afford it. Right. And it's so into it's the same cycle. Right. And then I feel like when we try to travel, when we plan traveling, it's always like, well, of course, you want to go to a safe area. But then I feel like we I personally take in consideration like the media, like there's a media actually isn't like telling me not to go because of this and that. Right. Because it's like we I feel we don't take in consideration how we are so influenced for what we see, for what we hear. And I'm so grateful for like, you know, your podcast and other people like TikTok or like Instagram that now sharing their experience of visiting because it's like people are able to know how beautiful it is. I don't know if you have seen in TikTok, like about people visiting El Salvador and the slide, the color slide. Oh, the I've colors seen videos like, on on yes 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 it's pretty yes it's so pretty, it's so yeah. pretty. And, I'm, and I'm it makes me happy to see that because it's like wow like I'm I'm happy to see videos of people traveling to these countries and actually showing how beautiful it is rather than showing oh look there's a gang member over there. or do you know what I mean like. Yeah. Yep, yep. I totally, I totally know what you mean. I totally understand and one hundred percent agree. It's that negative connotation that social mm-hmm. media puts on these countries, and then what's ironic is the reason that these countries are poorer or have all this danger is because of what? Because of the United States, and that's a yeah. whole other episode and a whole other you know topic that we can go into yeah. probably for another hour, and I won't get into oh, it. Yeah. But I will recommend if you haven't read the book for brown girls with sharp edges, it is so good. Like, and it talks about volunteerism, you know, white supremacy, like, oh, so many things as a Latina and a brown Latina that I felt so much. And I was just like, wow, like, there is just so much history that is never told to us. And it's, it's a lot, (laughs) but I agree with you. Add, add that book to my shopping list, please. Yes, <laughs> I'm no, gonna, you're gonna, gonna you would love it. I'll send it to you later today. Too. Okay, okay, perfect. Yeah, because you know, it, it's sad. I feel like I personally, as an immigrant, I didn't know how influential the United States, and then we have like episodes of that, and then we can, I, um, for the rest of my future episode, we will continue talking about that because it's that reality that people don't see. So I'm so like, you know, grateful, like. Now I can see people traveling or visiting their homeland and see how beautiful and the positivity that it is rather than show the other part. And it's not like, oh, my God, like, don't show it. Like, we're embarrassed. Not because it's there. And we need to acknowledge it. We need to know that it's an actual issue. But at the same time, it's like it showing that limits other people, even traveling back to your country. You know, there's some people here that have heard, oh no, I will never go back to Honduras. It's so dangerous over there. And I'm like, why? Like, why don't you give it back an opportunity? Like, you know, it's just, you know, it's sad how media can put that connotation on, you know, Yeah, it's crazy how powerful something can be. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. Um, And before we, you know, go... I wanted to ask you, are you planning any trips soon or planning to visit any Central American countries or anything else? Yeah, 
Well, I mean, like I mentioned, I have yet to go to Belize, Guatemala, Honduras, Nicaragua. So I don't have anything set yet, but flights from Puerto Rico to Guatemala are usually relatively a decent price. So I just need to bookmark it. Like I just got my passport back. So it's been like an emotional feeling too, because like I, you know, it was the first time I processed my passport by myself. It's kind of funny. I always yeah. think about like Latina moms really keeping everything forever. And I was like, my mom really did keep my passports like forever. I think I got it finally when I moved to Puerto Rico. Um, but it was just like, now that I, you know, I, I submitted it and it came back to me. I was just like in awe with just the process too. And just taking that mm-hmm. all in. Um, but now that I have it, I'm like, okay, I can book something. Cause I hadn't booked anything for the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. My um, country of dreams is Egypt. I love oh. the Egyptian culture. I, there's just something about Egypt, like just the history and um, just that side of the country. Right. Like I have mm-hmm. never been to, well, I've been to um, Cape town in South Africa, uh, but mm-hmm that's on the other side of the continent on the way bottom Egypt all the way up north um so my goal of who knows I'm speaking to maybe to existence but I would love to be there for like the holidays like New Year's and Christmas um but I don't know yet so we'll see like it's it's a a lot of places that I want to go to it's just now right right now also with COVID with my my new Mm -hmm. job um my finances as well like there's a lot of things I mean everything really is expensive too yeah I mean with the influx like you said I mean gasoline prices are expensive meaning flights are more expensive different Mm -hmm. countries are also raising their prices on a lot of things um Mm -hmm. and so I'm just just trying to take it easy I mean this year I've done pretty good I went to Bolivia I went to Costa Rica you know, I've been um, to different parts of Puerto Rico that I've never explored for the first time, too. And you would be surprised to how much there is on this island. Like, I I always get surprised. I always surprise myself when I'm like, oh, my God, this is literally like two hours away. That's it. <laughs> or like, <laughs> I didn't even know this was here. Um, so, yeah, so just doing a lot of internal exploring. But I will say like on like Belize and I think Guatemala and Central America are like my top two right now that I need to go to. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I feel like well, for me, if I can share a little bit yeah. is I'm planning. OK, I already have a just I go to Joshua Tree almost every single year like that will never get tired of those rocks i will never get tired but this time i kind of planned it, it more. where did you joshua say? tree joshua, joshua tree? tree i don't think i've been yeah it's, that? It's, it's right here by palm street palm yeah palm springs right here in okay. the desert of california okay. i go every time uh i that's where almost my first like actual camping started and i go every single year but this year Instead of just like, oh, I want to go to Joshua Tree, I plan it. So I'm actually planning it where it's like um, New Moon, I think it is. So I can actually say that Milky Way. Because everybody tells me they can see it. They can actually see it from there. But I have never, from all the time I have visited, have never seen it. So I actually like plan it exactly on the dot where it's just like, oh, like the best time to be. You know, it was a whole research. It was a whole two nights trying to figure out the dates. But I am excited. Hey. I'm excited. You're, you're, this is where your planning skills are coming into fruition. See, I right. know. it's great. Uh, 
<laughs> and then I'm planning going to the Grand Canyon because that's my mom's like dream. So we're planning a trip over there. And I'm also planning a trip to Puerto Rico. Yeah. So Yes, well, you let me know. We'll have to definitely link up. I would love to show you around. I I am definitely, there's a lot of planning things mm-hmm. for Puerto Rico in, in my sense. So definitely, yeah, um, yeah I'll, I'm here. <laughs> yeah, I'll let you know if everything. I'm still like, um, I just talked with my friend. She's going to be over there too. So I was like, okay, let me plan. Let me see my finances. Because, you know, trip after trip after trip, like it hurts the bank. So I have to like make sure. <laughs> Sure we're good on that sense, you know yeah. but um if i can like you said your dream country visit is egypt my yes. cr- my one of my dream countries is bolivia and that <gasps> is yes it's like i cannot oh. wait on the day that i can actually <laughs> travel to bolivia and it will be a dream to visit um they call it el 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 cómo se llama el espejo del cielo yep Salar de uni. Yes, yes. Yes. Oh. I'm over here jumping up for joy. You don't understand. My heart is like pouncing because just like we mentioned before, how like there's a lot of negative connotation within, you know, different countries in Central America. I think Bolivia, it's not even the negative connotation. It gets no connotation. Right. And so like that also does. So like it, it does impact our our country because yeah. people don't know about it. And it's mm-hmm. now because of social media platforms that people know about El Salar de Uni, yeah. which is yes. heaven meets earth. And it's, absolutely beautiful i went for the first time with my family in january and it was a dream come true and so i yeah. have tips i want to go back so maybe we can plan this trip yes. in the future because i want to go during dry season because when it's dry season you can go at night and oh. see the stars and it's beautiful and there's even places outside of Salar de Uni where you take like two three days and like camp in the volcanoes and see like the it's, look I'm over here talking your love languages camping <laughs> Bolivia like I got you <laughs> that is like I remember have always told people the moment when I can travel of course like my first trip will be back to my country but then the next take me to Bolivia because I have seen those pictures and the closest I went to Utah in in, in oh, yeah. January mm-hmm. and I was like, yes. can we stop at the, you know, soft flash? Can we stop at the soft flash? It was too far for where we went. And I was like, I just want to have like this little type of like taste of what I'm going to future experience. If you yes. leave. Yes. Uh, manifest yes. it, speak it to existence. Yes. You're going to make yes. it happen on the Alejandra. And now that you have una hermana boliviana right here, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, but yeah, so I just wanted to give you a space. Uh, thank, uh, thank you for everything that you shared. Thank you for your tips and everything. But I wanted you to have a space for you to share your social medias and, you know, your podcast and everything. Everything, again, everything will be linked below. That way they can follow you, social medias, platforms and all that. Sure. Um, so you can find me on on most social media platforms at This Latina Travels. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter is This Latina Viaja. Um, and then my podcast is on all mainstream platforms like Spotify, Apple, YouTube. And you can find the link um, on my Instagram bio. Um, but yes, I'm just really excited to be here. And if I can just leave everyone with just one tip specifically is to not compare yourself. Like I think many 
many times, especially when it comes to travel, like we look at like, oh my God, I wish that per- I wish I've been to that place. That's what I always get when I when people learn about my journey and how many countries I've been to because I've been to six out of the seven continents. So people are like, what? Aust- oh, Australia, Antarctica is coming in two or three years. I'm speaking it to existence. Um, but I tell people, don't compare yourself to my journey because your journey is your journey. And that's what makes it special and beautiful because travel is a way to not only like learn about yourself, but you just grow so much and you just take in all these different like lessons from every different place that you visit. So what I may have learned in one country may not be the same thing that you do. So no. that's what I would leave it, leave yeah. the travel tip as. <laughs> Yeah, thank you. Thank you. That was an amazing trip. And it's so true. Again, um, Bianca, it was a pleasure having you here. I am so excited to continue seeing you travel everything. I will like liking all of your pictures. Yes. <laughs> and hopefully we'll meet you soon in person. Yes, we gotta, plan, that. we gotta plan a, a a trip. Now that I know you like to do the itineraries, I'm gonna be like Alejandra. <laughs> I want to go here and do this. Go here. Right. got this. <laughs> right. Thank you so much, Emma. It was uh, honestly, honestly a pleasure to have you here. Before I say hasta luego or onto our next episode, if you like our content and would like to support my work, you can join our Patreon or donate through our website. Also, don't forget that year-round we're accepting donation for our Voices Scholarship. All the information is always in the description box. And also, don't forget to come back for our next episode.